Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, good morning and welcome to the show. It is Thursday or Thursday is actually more like it. November 2nd. It's a little on the chilly side out there this morning. And today, if you're watching, I don't know what the hell's going If you're watching on Rumble or Wimkin, I don't know what's going on in the hair today. It's, it's a hot mess. And we're only supposed to have hot mess Monday. But apparently today the hair, I might have to sneak out of the office today and get a haircut because this is just, this is getting out of control. Anyhow, good morning and welcome to the show. Uh, it is a little on the chilly side out there this morning. Some areas of the listening area, uh, and when I say listening area, I guess I should say terrestrial on the FM dial, uh, temperature's down in the 30s. However, if you look around the rest of the country, there are some people going, 30s? Yo, wusses? But anyhow, thanks so much for waking up with us this morning. I do appreciate you getting up this early. Uh, and I'm sure other people do as well, especially if you're on your way to work or already there. People be like, thank God he's here. Anyhow, uh, good morning. Thanks so much for uh, getting started here. I guess I should do the same, right? <laughs> last night, I don't know what happened, but I slept hard last night. It was like one of the few first nights this week, uh, aside from last night, where I was actually able to, to get some uh, pretty decent sleep. Uh, yeah, where did I put that thermal underwear? Good question. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's got to warm up a little bit. Hang on a second. I got earphone problems okay come on I, i'm not gonna go three hours with all the static let's go i gotta you know what i forgot to mention that to the engineer yesterday it's on on his list of hey take that thing out and slam it with a sledgehammer uh anyhow what was i saying oh squirrel see when you get that little it's very slight in my ear you probably can't hear it uh but i can hear it in my ear and it sometimes it's enough to drive you a little bit crazy not that I need anything else to addition uh, to my uh, my craziness. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> we do have a lot to talk about today. And I'm not, I'm not sure which direction I want to go on this because there's some insanity going on in Washington. And now you're like, really? When did that start happening? You'd be surprised. Did anybody see the, uh, the Josh Hawley Mayorkas video? Holy cow. Larry up there in Pennsylvania. Hope it's a little bit warmer for you this morning watching on Wimpkin. Thanks so much for checking in this morning. Um, but yeah, this video or the audio video, whatever you want to call it, uh, from Josh Hawley and Mayorkas yesterday. This thing's actually a little bit long and I want to play the entire thing for you because it is absolutely worth it. But this is another example of what we've got going on with the uh, with the Democrats. Somebody who wants absolutely... 
absolutely zero accountability held to them whatsoever. And you would think that even the Democrats would be like, dude, what are you doing? But nope. You ready for this? This is going to get you a little angry. This is uh, Mayorkas, and they're talking about, what are they talking about? It was, um, it was a Homeland Security Committee meeting that they were having with Mayorkas. And obviously the issue with what's going on in, with Hamas and Israel is uh, top of mind because, look, we have the, the, the world's largest population uh, of Jewish people living here in America. And with uh, what the Hamas has got going on right now in their claims, yeah, this is going to have to be a concern for everybody. Everybody should be like, oh, we, should, we shouldn't have this. And, of course, we're also getting from the left. The whole, oh, my God, this is the anti-Semitism. It's so bad. Remember, it's up 400% from last year. This is the exchange that happened uh, yesterday, I believe it was, with Josh Hawley and uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Go. Recognize. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Secretary Mayorkas, let me start with you. You're familiar with the chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You familiar with that? I am. Do you know what it means? I do. Can you explain it to us? Um, uh, Senator, that is a, um, a chant um, that speaks of uh, Palestinian desire for its homeland and a very expansive definition of its homeland at the expense of the independence of Israel. Well, indeed. I mean, it, it calls for the elimination of Israel, does it not? It does. So my question to you is, should students who are here on a visa, who gather and chant that slogan and actively advocate for the elimination of Israel and attacks on Jewish individuals, whether in the Middle East or here in the United States, as we're seeing on college campuses, should those students have their visas revoked? Uh, Senator, uh, I believe you are referencing a provision in the Immigration and Nationality Act, uh, about which you have written uh, to me. And I am very familiar with uh, uh, your assertion that that statutory provision requires the revocation of their visa. But should they have their visas revoked? I'm asking you. Uh, uh, we are um, assessing um, your legal assertion. Um, it is a matter of legal interpretation of the statute. Well, just as a moral matter, I mean, should, should students who are here, foreigners who are here in this country, accessing our university system and advocating for the killing of Jews, should they be allowed to stay here at our leisure? Um, Senator, it is a matter of law and uh, it requires a legal interpretation, and I am not in a position to provide that legal interpretation. Just, and let me add something. Well, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I just, my time is very limited. I have to say I think your answer is disappointing, but let me ask you something else. Let, let me ask you about people who say other things. What about people who say things like, on October the 7th, F Israel, I'm cleaning up the language here, F Israel, the government and its military, are you ready for your downfall? People who say things like F Israel and any Jew who supports Israel. May your conscience haunt your dreams until your last breath. Palestine will be free one day. F apartheid Israel and is any Israeli. What, this is pretty extreme rhetoric, don't you think? Senator, um, I do, and I think there is a 
distinction between espousing or endorsing terrorist ideology and uh, speech uh, that is uh, odious, that does not rise to that um, level. Fair enough. This person works for you. This is Nuja Ali, an employee of the Department of Homeland Security, who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. Now, here's where it starts getting very irritating. And I'm sorry, this is actually a long clip. Normally, I wouldn't play a clip so long, but this is Alejandro Mayorkas being drilled by Senator Josh Hawley. And Josh Hawley just simply wants an answer. You think he's going to get it? Oh, no. Hang on to your Bud Light. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry. Three, what have you done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired? Mr. Chairman. Mr. Secretary. After um, the consumption of Senator Hawley's time, I'd like to speak. Has she been fired? Because I will we not would like be, an answer. Would you? Because I will not be given the opportunity. Has she been fired? So uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave. So she's one. not been fired. Number two. Number Why has two, she not been fired? Number two, the individual was hired in 2019. Why has she not been number fired? Number three, I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter. Why? Why? And I, I, I'd play the rest of it, but it, all it really does throughout the rest of this is, has he been fired? Has she been fired? Has she been fired? And he just comes up with more and more excuses. I watched this last night, and it actually, it, the whole thing happened on um, Tuesday is when it actually, well, I, the hearing was. But I got to a point, I wanted to, I wanted to throw something at my TV as I was watching that. That is your Homeland Security Secretary of Security, your Homeland Security Secretary, refuses to answer that question when you have a person who is responsible. The person's job, by the way, is to really kind of approve visas to come in. That's what her job was. And that is the type of dancing around that Mayorkas ends up giving Josh Hawley. I thought Josh Hawley was going to come out of his seat. If you haven't seen this, you could, he's bouncing up like ready to just come up over that count. I would have. I, I, I give Josh Hawley all the credit in the world for remaining calm and collective because I would have gone berserk. I would have lost my ish in a way like you wouldn't believe 
on uh, or Mayorkas for the way that he for, four answers. First, well, first, no, I got four answers. No, you got one answer, and that's to the question you have been asked. Do you feel safer that this is the guy that is in charge of Homeland Security? I mean, for real, what is wrong with this administration? I mean, if I was Joe Biden, well, that's that feels hard to actually say, but... Um, I, I, I couldn't handle that. I, I couldn't handle something like that in my administration. I mean, good God, how embarrassing. And considering right now that we are in a situation where Hamas is now out, their new call, by the way, Hamas's new call, is that they want to repeat October 7th. And they want to do it all around the world to exterminate Jews. Keep in mind, we have the largest Jewish population in the world living in America. We have more people in America that are Jewish than Israel has. We have a wide open border because of that butt clown Mayorkas and his incredible policies. We have no idea who's coming across the border. Latest numbers that I saw that they, eh, like I don't know who they are, about 600,000 people. Can you imagine how the Jewish people in, in America feel right now? We have Jewish kids, as Josh Holly was pointing out in, uh, in all of this, uh, and I think it was actually later on. I don't know if it was in the beginning or not. I kind of zoned out because I've already heard it a hundred times. But we have Jewish kids in, in colleges right now who have ended up having to barricade themselves in libraries and in dorm rooms and everything because they are scared to death to come out because we have students on campuses, on U.S. campuses, that are out there cheering on Hamas and calling for the extermination of Jews in America. And this is the guy that we have as our Homeland Security Secretary. Oh, dear God, this country is so screwed. I mean, we really truly are. But that's how we're going to start the day off. We're going to start the day off with that little butt clown. That guy's got to go. I mean, he has really, truly got to go. And I don't know what it's going to take to get him out. But something has got to be done. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rust Show. Good morning. What you got to say? What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He may not be as pretty as a liberal man, but his cojones are much bigger, and he'll prove it. Brian Rust is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and uh, welcome to uh, What's Wrong With Your Hair Today Thursday. (laughs) I'm just a hot mess today. That's all there is to it. Uh, don't forget that you can, in addition to listening on uh, News Talk at 101, you can grab our app. You can listen to us anywhere in the world, on the desktop, on the app. And, of course, you can watch the show on Rumble and on Wimkin as well, which, by the way, speaking of Wimkin, the uh, the founder of Wimkin, uh, Jason Shepard, he's going to be joining us on the show on uh, Tuesday. So we're going to be chatting with him tomorrow, by the way. Uh, we're going to have Congressman Dunn on the show during the 7 o'clock hour from Washington, D.C., and... Uh, I got some questions for him. So we're going to uh, we're gonna have him on tomorrow. Maybe we can get some answers to some things. I don't know if anybody saw this. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in one of the two. The George Santos thing. George Santos survived the, uh, the expulsion attempt yesterday uh, where they tried to expel him from Congress. I got to say this with this, um, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again because it's just how I feel about it. I think George Santos is a scumbag. I mean, first first and foremost, I think he's a scumbag. I, I have no doubt that all of the things, or at least the vast majority of what he's been accused of, is accurate. But the key word of that is accused of. He's been accused of doing all of this stuff. He is on trial for it. There's ethics investigations. There's all this stuff. But everything today is accused of, not found guilty. So with that in mind, despite the fact that, yes, we all think that this guy's a scumbag, all of the Republicans in New York are like, we want this guy out. Congress decided, and several Republicans sided with the Democrats on this, uh, or, or at least they all kind of got together on this one, and Santos survived his expulsion. And I'm okay with that. I think he should be sanctioned, and I I don't think he should be allowed on certain committees until everything is done and over with, and he is either found innocent or found guilty. If he's found innocent, well, all right, we don't like the guy. We think he's a dirtbag, but he's been proven innocent. If he's been found guilty, that's at the point you need to look at him and go, Georgie Poo, you got an option. Get the hell out, or we're going to kick you out, and then you should kick him out. That's the way I, I look at that, because I don't think that we should be jumping on this just because we don't like somebody or just because they've been accused of something because we could wipe out so many people in Congress and kick them out just for accusations. And I don't think that's fair. Even though I 100% agree that George Santos is a dirtbag and there's something about him that just, eh, eh. There's something not right there. But I don't think it's fair to expel him until he has been proven guilty. But then you've got this other one. 
And this is one where Republicans jumped on pretty heavily. And that is with Rashida Tlaib. Her, uh, the sanction vote that was done uh, yesterday, Republicans jumped on board with Democrats to not sanction or censure um, Rashida Tlaib. Now, this is not a situation where Rashida Tlaib has been accused of something. Rashida Tlaib stands out in front of cameras and says, yes, the attack on the hospital that was not attacked, it was a parking lot, was done by Israel and 500 people died in it, even though it was a parking lot. And even Hamas kind of admits, ah, we screwed that one up. That was us. Like a dozen plus Intelligence agencies around the world have all said, including ours, had said, yeah, that wasn't Israel. That was a mistake on Gaza. And yet she continues to go out there and push the anti-Israel rhetoric that Israel killed 500 people in this hospital and hit the hospital. It was not true. It was a lie. And in addition to that, she also took the lead on the mob that decided to rush the cannon building. This is not an accusation. This is not a friend of mine told me that saw this on the internet and heard it from another friend. No, we watched the video of her standing there doing it. And yet we have Republicans who are like, oh no, we can't do anything to her because, and even, even the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, came out yesterday and he's like, we shouldn't be, like, setting this precedence, and we shouldn't just be doing this. Are you kidding me? This is a woman who is lying, straight-up lying about the attack. She is a woman who stood there with the protesters and led them to go into the cannon building. Meanwhile, the Democrats are trying to hang out Donald Trump, and they're trying to send him to jail for 700 years for doing the same thing, but he didn't do it. I'm so over the Republican Party right now. I just, I, I want to scream. Why these people cannot understand that sometimes you got to take some tough action. And for them to side with the Democrats and not sanction her, considering there's all this evidence. I understand the, the George Santos thing. He was not proven guilty of anything yet. Wait till that happens. But this woman led the protesters that entered the cannon building and occupied it. I'm, I'm getting for a loss of words that I can actually say on the radio. Hang on. We got to take a break for Fox News. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you missed a show, download or listen to the podcast at Newstalk101.com. Now, back to the Brian Rush Show on Newstalk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic... It is Thursday, right? Yeah, it is Thursday. Sorry. <laughs> it's, been, it's been one of those weeks. A little out of it. And it is a little chilly out there today, too. Uh, Larry, thanks, though, uh, for the uh, the temperature update up there in Pennsylvania. 27 degrees in Pennsylvania. Burr. But you know what's crazy is that the... Um, first off, the, uh, the wind chill factor here uh, in Bay County... Uh, it is about five or six degrees colder than what it actually is. But there is something about uh, the the winter cold down here in Florida on the panhandle. I don't get it. I think it's all just the humidity. But I've lived in Pennsylvania. I lived in Erie, Pennsylvania for uh, for about a year right there on Lake Erie. And let me tell you, that was some cold. And you know I'm from New England, so I know some cold. But there is something about the winter cold here in uh, in the Panhandle. That wind, when it kicks up and it starts coming through, my it is some of the coldest damn wind. And remember, I'm somebody from the Northeast who used to do downhill skiing and would be up in the mountaintops and everything else. And I'm saying this is cold, but it is a little bit chilly. Uh, some areas um, actually, it's 27 in Bonifay. Good God. So there you go, Larry. You got 27 in Pennsylvania. We got 27 on the panhandle of Florida. I don't know if that's something to feel good about or not. <laughs> I really, uh, either way, it's cold. So make sure you buckle up. And the other thing too this morning, remember this, because a lot of the little critters, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, some cats or some other things that are out at night, do like to find some warm spots. So this morning when you uh, go out to your car, uh, hit your alarm a couple of times and make sure that uh, the horn honks a little bit. And in addition to that, also um, kind of rat on your uh, your um, the hood of your car a couple of times just to make sure that you don't got somebody all up in there kind of uh, cuddling up trying to stay warm because that is not a way that you want to start off your day. So make sure you uh, you do check that. So I know that a lot of this audience may not know who he is. Weather acclimation, local climate is real. Yeah, I mean, I guess the earth is not warming. Um, You know what, actually, you kind of have a point that sometimes, you know, the the local climate thing is a real thing and you kind of acclimate to it. Uh, And that is true because when I came down here first, um, like years ago, God, I've been here like 23 years, almost 24 years down here in the, uh, the South. When I first got down here, I thought, you know, oh my God, 70 degrees, still beautiful. Now, as soon as it hits 70, I'm the first one pulling out my sweaters. So yeah, I mean, th- there is that, but there is something about that certain cold. And I can tell you, because I've done this, I've gone home to the, to New England for a ski trip on the weekend. And I would be up there and it may be 20 degrees, but I come back here on a Monday 
and it's like 30 something degrees and it's colder here. There is there really truly is something about that humidity and that northern cold wind that comes down through here. It's a different kind of cold. It's like it slices through you. Up north, it's just cold. It's kind of like you know, open up the the freezer or a walk-in freezer and you walk in and you're like, "God, it's cold in here." But like our cold, it slices through you when you're outside with that wind. It's crazy. So some more sad news coming out of Hollywood. Obviously, earlier in this week, we, we saw the, uh, the news uh, over the weekend of uh, Matthew Perry, uh, who, had, uh, who had passed away and, and apparently drowned in his hot tub. Well, now there's another Hollywood star, and this one is one of the ones from General Hospital, Tyler Christopher, 50 years old. He died of what they're saying was a heart failure. They're crazy how so many young people in Hollywood are dying like crazy of some mysterious things. I mean, 50 years old. Just drops of cardiac issues. And it'd be one thing if you just go, wow, that's, that's a rare one. Can't believe that. 50 years old, all of a sudden. But how many of these stories do we keep hearing? It's one of those things that just... Makes you go, hmm, just a little bit, right? So not to have herself just kind of get away and and just disappear like everybody keeps hoping for and asking for, Liz Cheney, oh, my God, this woman, she just will not let it go. I, I can only imagine how miserable her life is. You know, I understand that there are people in the world that you just don't like. I think we all have somebody in our life we just don't like. So what do we do? We just, we don't participate with that person. We don't think about that person. Don't let them live rent-free in your head. Liz Cheney, on the other hand, she cannot let go of Donald Trump. She's got so much, I don't know what happened between Liz Cheney and Donald Trump. Did... You know, maybe Liz Cheney hit on Donald Trump one day at the White House and and he looked over and he was like, ill. I mean, what happened? I mean, I have seen the boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife thing where, you know, scorned ex-lover type thing going on where, yeah, they're angry and might key your car or something, but kind of moves on. Liz Cheney, just look, girl, for your own health, for your mental health, let it go. Just let it go. Go back to, well, I probably don't want to there because she actually lives like somewhere else, even though she was, rep, yeah, <laughs> dirt bag. Just let it go. But now she's upset at Mike Johnson, Speaker Johnson. She did a, uh, a podcast with the Center for Podcast, or Center for Politics podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Politics is Everything. And, and quite honestly, it is not everything. Nor should it be. But uh, she went on there and she was talking about uh, Mike Johnson. And she said that Mike is somebody that I knew well. We were elected together. Our offices were next to each other. Mike is somebody who says that he's committed to defending the Constitution. But that's not what he did when we were all tested in the aftermath of 2020 election. Again, remember, now the new thing is that Mike Johnson was like the architect of the whole uh, January 6th thing. 
Like out of the blue, all of a sudden he was the he was the guy. Like we elect him Speaker of the House, and then people are like, oh, oh, hey, he was he was part of January six. He was the architect. It's like why why wasn't this brought up before? Why is Mike Johnson not one of the people that has charges brought up against him? Well, because we because he wasn't re- we just Donald Trump's bad. Yeah, I know you you hate Donald Trump. But she continued on to say that Mike, in my experience, and I was very deeply involved and engaged as the conference chair, when Mike was doing things like convincing members of the conference to sign on to the uh, amicus brief, he was acting in ways that he knew to be wrong. And I think that the country, unfortunately, will come to see the measure of his character. She also added in saying that one of the reasons why somebody like Mike Johnson is dangerous is because when you have elected Republicans who know better, elected Republicans who know the truth, but yet go along with the efforts to undermine our republic, the efforts, frankly, that Donald Trump undertook to over the, overturn the election. And again, we've still not seen any proof, like solid proof, other than uh, this is how I interpret it, uh, proof that Donald Trump was trying to do that. Oh, wait, I forgot. Peacefully go up to the Capitol building. I forgot. When you say peacefully, that means, you know, violently go up there. Hey, Secretary of State over there in Georgia. How you doing there, Ratzenberger? Hey, look, um, it, it appears that, what was the number we had? Uh, it was a couple thousand here. It, there's some things that just don't look right. Can we take another look? All we need to do is get to this number, and then we can stop. That kind of... That doesn't sound like Donald Trump saying, look, I need you to make up some votes. I need you to go to a closet someplace and pull out a box that says Donald Trump all over it. There was plenty of things that came out and said, hey, look, Georgia, uh, your Fulton County thing, you guys screwed up. And it's very obvious you guys screwed up. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. We got a lot of evidence about a lot of stuff. And um, we don't have to get into this really deep. We don't have to. We don't have to tear this all apart. But can we look into it enough just to find the votes to win? Doesn't sound like he's trying to take over the government. They pointed it out. Fulton County screwed up, and it's obvious. And we could go ahead and we could investigate and go to the till, or we could just get to where we need to be and say, "All right, that's enough chaos. Let's move on." And I think that's kind of what Donald Trump was doing. We just need to get to this point, and that's it. But where was Donald Trump getting together with the military to take over? Where was Donald Trump having meetings with the uh, the militias to get them ready to take over? All the stuff that we saw on January 6th that started the attack on the Capitol, because remember, there was two points of entry into the Capitol building. There was the doors where the Capitol Police said, Hey, everybody, come on in. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah, if you go down this way, uh, up that one flight of stairs and off to the right, it'll be right down there. And then we saw a few people that suspiciously looked a lot like Antifa people busting in some windows. While the vast majority of those that entered the Capitol building entered through the doors that were opened up by the Capitol Police. Liz Cheney, girl, you... You need to let it go. Find yourself a hobby. Maybe take up some needlepoint or some knitting or just 
find something better to do with your life because it's not good for you. It's just not good for you. She needs to... <laughs> Liz Cheney needs to find a new shampoo to rinse it out of her life. She does. I mean, she just she's so Democrat-like. I mean, I don't know how these people can continually live like this. Because you know that this is stuff that completely consumes them. Completely consumes them. I mean, at least we have lives. Sure, we're concerned about what's going on. But can you imagine being so filled with hate for somebody? Which, it would be one thing if he really truly did do something. But what did Donald Trump do to deserve all of this hatred? I mean, we got to divide that in two. Because one, there's direct that to the politicians. We can answer that question. But to the regular average Joe Schmo uh, anti-Trumper, what did he do? I've had conversations with some of my liberal friends, um, and we, we would go down the road about Donald Trump. And my God, the emotion and the anger that they would get about Donald Trump. Oh my God, I hate that man. Why? I just, the things that he says and, and he does. and Okay, what is he? I, I get the things that he says, but... Again, those are only words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So what about his actions? What has he done? What has Donald Trump done that has been so horrific? Well, he... And the things that he's... What he, yeah, you can't tell me. You can't tell me the things that he has done that has made him such a horrific person that it has to consume your life to the point that you hate him at a level that is unhealthy for yourself. I mean, that's where they're at. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Sir, how you doing this morning? Great show. Good. How are you today? Hey, I got a, uh, something to give you with some more information about these uh, illegals coming over here. I've seen a video the other day. They're giving them nine uh, Venezuelan... Uh, uh, all the prisoners, but uh, not Venezuela, they're giving them nine hundred dollars a month, free housing, mm-hmm. free medical care. Yep, and it's just outrageous what they're just doing to this country, man. They're just sitting back laughing about it. Yep, it is. And you know what? It's funny that you bring that up because the next uh, next topic that I had actually is Venezuelans uh, that are coming into this country. And yeah, th- this is the thing. While we have, and I don't know if you heard the clip that I played like a half hour ago of uh, Mayorkas and Holly going at it. You have this guy who is doing nothing to protect our border. And we have these people that are coming in like crazy. We are clearly in financial strains in this country. People like you and I are struggling to get through day-to-day life. And these people are coming in here illegally, and we are giving them food. We're giving them money. We're giving them shelter. We're giving them all this stuff. And nothing is going to Americans who are actually struggling. It's it's infuriating. It's just, oh. Tomorrow. Yes, uh, another thing, let's be. Yeah. Another thing, let's people know is there's going to be an attack somewhere. That there will be advertising it. They're letting us know. Yeah. People better pass, start packing your packing your guns and keeping them in your vehicles because if something goes down, either people are going to be stuck and stranded just like they were over there in Israel. They're going yeah. to be spraying people with bullets and. Well, better be armed and ready. That is what Hamas has actually come out and said. They they have said that they they're going to have repeats of October seventh around the world, 
And the scary thing about that is that you have to keep in mind that here in America, we have the largest Jewish population in the world. We have more Jews here in America than they do in Israel. So if you think that they're not going to come here to hunt down Jewish Americans, mm, sadly mistaken. They're going to do it. You I mean, know that you, song that guy was saying on the internet there, one thing he, they always said is that there's a lot more of us and there are a lot of them. So yep. be prepared. Hey, one more good thing I got to yeah. shout out to you there. Uh, uh, the, uh, chart, the, what the government is doing now, they're dropping loads and loads of mosquitoes with RNA uh, a vaccine infected, infected with them. They're dropping big uh, helicopters, loads of mosquitoes with people starting to get the uh, vaccine in them. Mm, yeah, I've, I've heard some things about that. I don't know how true it is, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> at this point, who the hell knows? I, I mean, the things that have been always been the, the tinfoil hat conspiracy things have been proven right. So at this point, no matter how wacky something might sound, like killer mosquitoes, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to sit back and go, no way, dude. Uh, you know, because you just, you just don't know at this point. Have a good day, sir. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. So speaking about the Venezuelans, I don't know if you saw this one or not. Poor New York City, man. I mean, I'm only saying that just to be nice because you ask for it, you get it. Mayor Adams coming out saying that this whole immigration thing is destroying the city. Yeah, it's going to destroy the city. $12 billion a year is what they are projected to be spending on immigrants in the, uh, in the city. And they're not talking a lot of people. Not enough for a $12 billion, but that's what's going on. But now one of the problems in New York City is that the red light district, you know, the, hey, big boy, how you do a district? $5 make you holla, that district. It is now erupting in New York City with an influx of Venezuelan prostitutions. Prostitutes in Venezuela, huh? Hang on a second. Flights to New York. Just kidding. Um, Roosevelt Avenue in the uh, the uh, the Corona era, Coronada or Corona. It's in Queens. Uh, is uh, filled with, and I've never heard of that neighborhood. And I've been to Queens, but anyway, uh, it's been filled with Venezuelan migrants now offering the brown chicken brown cow. Hey, how you doing? Services in what is being called an open-air market of sweethearts. So now on top of everything else that New York has got, now they have a huge Venezuelan prostitution problem. The prostitutes have been seen working in the neighborhood during the day and sometimes soliciting children as they leave school. Where are the pimps to take care of that? I mean, even a even a pimp wouldn't allow you to do the kids. Kids off 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 the no. So you now have these Venezuelan um, hookers, call it like it is, out there trying to proposition children leaving the school. If that doesn't piss you off, I don't know what else is going to take it. But Mayor Eric Adams, who uh, previously warned about how the migrant crisis would dramatically alter his city, said that the eruption of prostitution just represents yet another example of its impact. Well, you know what? Mayor Eric Adams and all the other Democrats up there in, uh, in New York City, you guys said we're a sanctuary city. Come to us. They showed up to you. Now you know what? It's your damn problem. You deal with it. In the meantime, 
we gotta take a break. Oh my God, it's just one of these. What did you expect? Hang on, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. Good morning and happy Thursday. show host that has the cojones to just say it because someone has to the ryan rush show on news talk at 101 all right welcome back to the show good morning sorry put the most phone down messages going like crazy uh yeah you know clay a uh, very good thing we should give out a warning to hamas don't mess with the country boys I mean, that, that would be their biggest first mistake. However, I think, honestly, Clay, that uh, even Hamas is smart enough. And I'm going to say that, Dems. I don't care. Hamas is smart. They're smart enough to know where they probably should not FAFO. And in the South, probably one of the areas where they don't want to pull that. I think when we do see... Uh, the terrorist attack. And remember that, by the way, uh, the FBI has also issued uh, a statement saying that we are at an elevated alert level for terrorist activity. We're going to see it. And they're probably going to see it in places like New York City, L.A., maybe not so much Washington, D.C., uh, but uh, Las Vegas, that type of stuff. But they have said, oh, God, what the heck up? Uh, they, sorry, they have said that they are going to have more repeats of October 7th. And they're going to do it around the world. And you know that with our border being as wide open as it is, we have no idea who's already here in this country. And the October 7th thing, Hamas has admitted that they spent two years planning that ever since we left Afghanistan. Just saying, be on alert. Keep your head on a swivel. Hang on, we got to take a break for Sometimes news. the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Thursday. Thanks so much for waking up with us today, getting your day started. It's a chilly one out there, by the way. It really is. So when you uh, get your car started up this morning, before you do that, make sure you give this horn a little honk and uh, wrap on the uh, hood. Make sure that you don't got any critters up underneath there. You don't want to be doing that because you know that there's uh, there, there's some out there that are looking for some heat as we hit our first cold spell. So make sure you double check that. Just be a good person on that. Yeah, the USA will be attacked in a multifaceted basis. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a reality, and you, and you hate to 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 be this confident about it, but the reality is we're gonna get hit with another terrorist attack. Most likely sooner rather than later. You you can't deny it. Anybody at this point that would want to get down into the road of denying that that is even remotely a possibility, you're not paying attention to the world around you. Hamas has come out and they have point blank said, point blank. It's not like it was, uh, hey, I heard it from or we intercepted from. No, they have come out and said, that we are going to continue to have and we are going to do it around the world more October 7th style attacks. And the scary thing again is that here in uh, in America, we have the biggest Jewish population on the planet. And Hamas is determined to completely eliminate all Jews. They don't want to just have them out of Israel so they can have that area. They want to eliminate them. So keep that in mind. We have to keep our heads on a swivel. And again, in in a lot of the the red areas of the country, probably not the scariest areas to, to be all that concerned, but other areas around the country, without a doubt. These protests that are going on at some of these schools, it is... I, I, I can't imagine that we're having this here in America, but it really truly is happening. Where you have Jewish students that are at these schools that are being barricaded in their dorms and libraries and stuff because they're too afraid to go outside because fellow students are threatening them. Threatening them. Fellow students are doing that. But a senior political official in Palestine, in Palestine uh, for the Hamas terror organization, had told a Lebanese television last week, last week, so this is not something that's new, that the group intends to repeat its October 7th terror attack until Israel is annihilated. Annihilated. We're going to end up getting into this. 
And I know that that there are people out there that now are are saying, you know, oh my God, you know, we're 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 taking not taking into consideration the, the Palestinian people. And look, I don't think any of us want to kill innocent people. We don't want to see you know young children and women, uh, you know, end up being victims of this. It, it's going to happen. It's an unfortunate thing. It's going to happen. Hamas uses them as human shields. They are putting up their military stuff in hospitals and schools. But we cannot allow this type of evil to exist in the world. It's got to be put down. And it is a sad thing to think that there will be people that that are going to lose their life in this. Innocent people. To a degree, innocent. But the Palestinian people, there are more of them than there are the Hamas terrorists. They are the ones that elected the Hamas terror group to run their government. And ever since that happened, life has been miserable. Again, more of them than there are Hamas terrorists. But the bottom line is they've got to be stopped. They got to be stopped. They got to be taken out. That's all there is to it. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Oops, sorry I missed you. But don't forget, you could also interact with the show in the text message as well, uh, which is also 233-9988. Um, soybean tar- Oh, <laughs> I got sidetracked on that one. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, critters do like to, to chew on the soybean insulation and the wiring in your cars. Um, not not so much like on cats and like, you know, the other little critters that are out there. Kind of the mice. They like that stuff. But soybean tires. I have seen that. I actually I want to look more into that. I saw a documentary on it. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Um, all this political stuff we keep talking about and all these attacks and stuff around the world, it, uh, I, I, I think... Uh, I'd like to remind people that it wasn't too long ago that the uh, stock market, the stock exchange crashed on purpose, designed by the Europeans that wanted to control us. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is going to happen again. And what they had was people jumping out of windows because they lost all of their investments and stuff. They had a, back in the 60s, they had a song about Richard Corey. Apparently, that's a guy, one of the guys that jumped out of some building, some window. My question to you people is, what was he thinking about? Was it, with the, was it the loss of his investments or the fact that he understood that he created the situation that culminated in that happening? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on up there, uh, you know, to, to, to say the least uh, when it comes to that. And, then, and there is that, that structure of... of they want power and control over all of us, uh, all of us peasants. Uh, you know, that is, uh, that's something that is out there, uh, without a doubt. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. I got to run. Uh, we'll talk with you later on. Uh, so here's something else that's going on. This is kind of odd. John Fetterman, he's breaking ranks. I know, John Fetterman breaking ranks with the Democrats and showing loyalty to Israel. Democrats aren't happy about that. John obviously didn't get the memo. You're not supposed to be doing that. Well, unless you're running for re-election. Th- then you got to do it. 
But it's not very often that we actually see something like this where, where the Democrats now not taking the side of John Fetterman. And I mean, of all the things that they should be upset about, they should be more upset about his mental state and his ability to do the job, not that John Fetterman is supporting Israel. There are reports that are coming out today that many of Fetterman's fellow Democrats are now growing weary of his staunch support for Israel in the wake of the October 7th terrorist attack. It's truly disturbing that many members of Congress rushed to blame Israel for the hospital tragedy in Gaza. Who, who would take the word of a group that has just massacred innocent civilians over our key ally? Oh, he's not being invited to any parties at uh, Rashida Tlaib's. But this is John Fetterman. If John Fetterman can get it, why can't the rest of the Democrats get it? Especially somebody like Rashida Tlaib. Hello. But he also followed up by saying that I always stand with Israel and look forward to supporting any military intelligence and humanitarian aid to get the job done. He also uh, tweeted or X'd that I was profoundly moved to meet with survivors of October 7th massacre and families of Hamas hostages. Together, we began to post photos of hostages outside my office to stress the urgent need to, t to bring them home. My office is posting every last one of them. So the Democrats are upset with John Fetterman because he's not towing the anti-Israel line. And yet the Democrats are the ones that could also be like, oh my God, the anti-Semitism that is out is getting so bad. I wonder why. Why could that possibly be? It's the, it's the Republicans and Donald Trump. Remember, even Nikki Haley came out and said that if Donald Trump becomes president again, the situation with Israel won't be the same and he won't be like he was before. That was a low blow on her behalf because I highly doubt that that would be the case with Donald Trump. But to watch the Democrats now uh, go off and attack John Fetterman when they should be addressing other more important issues when it comes to John Fetterman, like his mental state. But he even, in his state, gets it with Israel. Probably because he also met with some of the survivors. That does a lot to you as well. 233-9988 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, you want to talk about the weather? <laughs> I don't, only if it's warmer. <laughs> Brother, I lived in the most extreme uh, weather conditions in the lower 48. Um, we, used to, we used to kind of fight back and forth on which town had the most coldest uh, temperatures, you know, and wind chill in the country. That's where I lived before already. I already lived there. And we live in a subtropical climate. So um, subtropical, I think, means to me, um, and I've researched this and stuff, that you can get these cold uh, snaps like we're having right now. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, you know when you're in the desert, right? And you're, say you're in Vegas, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that big a deal. Down here, it's a cold heat. Yep. 
No, I, I lived in the dry cold, and I could walk outside. It's 40 degrees. I'm wearing shorts. Everybody's wearing shorts. It's 40 degrees. For real. It's 40 degrees out. We're wearing shorts. But you come down here, and it's 40 degrees, brother. Yeah, you're not wearing <laughs> shorts. Yeah, I was that same no. way. I used to be a downhill skier, uh, and I was a ski instructor for years. Yeah, and, me too. Yeah, and me I, too. Uh, me too. I would wear like a t-shirt and shorts, and I'd be out there on the the ski slope, and it's like twenty degrees. Yeah. not a big deal. Come down here and it drops yeah. below seventy, and I'm putting long sleeve shirts and pants on. I mean, I've yeah. since it dropped below seventy not too long ago. I haven't worn shorts probably more than three or four times. No, it's like when you go to Arizona. You know, it's, it's May in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And it gets down to under 70. Boy, everybody's putting on, they're putting on layers. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand the, the local accumulation to, uh, you know, to the local weather. I mean, that happens, uh, you know, just like, you know, when we're down here in the middle of the winter and we see the folks come down from Wisconsin and they're jumping in the Gulf and we're like, you're going to freeze. Uh, I get that. No. But yeah, there is something about the weather here. It's a little different. Yeah, I was walking on the beach yesterday. Actually, I went out to the beach just to check it out, and it was freezing. There was nobody on the beach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there must have been five people as far as I could see up and down that beach. And um, where I come from, if it would have been that, if, if the degree, if it would have been 70 degrees, 65, whatever, it, we would have been out celebrating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's amazing when you uh, when you look at how our weather is here. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. We're up against our break. Do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> weather is weird. And I do know that there is that whole, like, when you get local and you're, you get accumulated to it. But our cold here in the winter, it slices through you. It really does. So don't feel so bad if you say, God, it's cold out. And somebody from the north goes, it's not that cold. Uh, because when they come down here and, and get used to it, they'll realize, yeah, this is actually kind of cold. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show. Good morning. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you've got offended listening to The Brian Rush Show, NPR is down the dial to the left. Now back to the most listened to talk show on the panhandle. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101.
All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Thursday. Thanks so much for getting us started today. Um, hang on, sorry. Got distracted by message. I only saw half the message. Um, did I see where Panama City Beach is asking for funding for four-lane uh, Griffiths Road? They haven't even finished the bridge. Uh, I know that they are trying to get that backpack beach thing done, but that road, by the way, here's the thing. We got to remember this about our roads in this area. Oh, God, I didn't want to go down this road, but I'm going to go down this road. Um, <laughs> Back Beach Road, Middle Beach Road, and Front Beach Road, which, for those of you that are new to the area, those are the main three roads that go through Panama City Beach. All three of those roads are state roads, which means it's up to the state to maintain them. It's up to the states to do the repairs, the whole nine yards. It's a state road which means pain in the butt. The Backpack Beach Road, though, is not. That's more of a local road. So, yeah, I can see where they're, they're wanting to get, you know, the funds to, to take care of that. But you know what? I, while we're talking on that subject of the, of the, the Panama City Beach Roads, uh, first off, this weekend, uh, just be aware that Iron Man is going on. So there's going to be a lot of roads that are closed. Which means it's going to be a, a nightmare to get anywhere on the beach this weekend. So just be aware of that. Uh, that Iron Man is going on. And they, they will be going up 79, 388, which I really wish they wouldn't do. Really wish they wouldn't do that. But watch out for that. But here's a problem that I have. And, and we've talked to Mayor Sheldon about this one. With the fact that um, the state is going to be doing road construction at the same time on all three roads. I don't know whose brilliant idea that was in FDOT to go ahead and take on that type of project, get all three of them at the same time under construction. But that was a dumb idea simply because, and I don't know if it's FDOT that does it or, or, or doesn't do it or what, but this stuff with doing construction on our state roads where there seems to be no time frame, no urgency to get things done. I mean, look at 77. How many decades, I think, at this point, has 77 been going under? And how many times would you be driving down 77 throughout that section that's being done and has been done for, like, years now? And you'll see no work. Or you'll see, like, one guy in an excavator, like, just moving a little bit of dirt to another spot. And that's it. Absolutely no reason for why 77 has taken so long for it to get done. 390. Now, again, this is not a, a slam in any way towards the actual construction workers because they're hardworking people. They're out there just doing what they're told to do. So it, it's not them. So don't criticize the construction guys or the truck drivers or the dump truck people or any because they're just doing their thing. They, they have no control over it. They just, they're told, hey, put dirt here. Hey, put pavement here. Hey, dig this hole. That's what they do. It's the people that are giving the orders and, and up that you just got to go, why is it taking so long? And it drives me nuts too when I see like I 390, like specifically right now in that Lynn Haven section, uh, the eastbound area specifically, they've been working on the past couple of weeks where it's like you look at it and they get out there and they, they pave a section and right behind the pavers are the line people. So if they're going to put the lines in, why don't we get this open? And the next thing you know, 
You'll see them working for two, three days, and then they're gone for like a week, two weeks. Nothing gets done. You had these paved roads that got the lines, got the reflectors, everything else. It looks like it's ready to go, and nothing. Drives me crazy watching that. And I know that a lot of times what happens is construction crews get moved from project to project to project to project. It's like focus here. Look at me. Look at me. Focus. Let's get things done once at a time. Like the project managers, F dot, all of that. I, I know you, you have a list of things to get done, but you know what? One at a time. Let's get them done. Start at point A and end at point B. None of this stuff where it's like, okay, well, we'll get, oh, well, you know what? Hey, let's stop paving now and we'll get back to it in like three weeks and we're going to go do something else. Just get it done. And I'm worried about what's going to happen on the beach with the fact that FDOT is going to be doing three major roads all at the same time. That is going to make the traffic on the beach an absolute nightmare. And again, nothing that the Bay County Chamber uh, can, or the, uh, the commission can do, they can't do anything about it. And neither can the mayor of Panama City Beach or the city council. Nothing can do about it. I mean, they could, they could call FDOT and be like, dude, come on. Let's get it done. But they don't have to follow it. And what it drives me crazy, because I watch construction being done in other countries. I've watched a lot of documentaries on this. And I see how they're able to just bang, 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 do it and get it done. Start on Back Beach. Get Back Beach done. When you're done with that, move to the next project. Focus here. Focus. And I know that says a lot. Come, come from the guy that's, ooh, squirrel. But focus. One project at a time. Get her done. And then move on to the next one. Because you know what we're going to see happen. And this will drive us all crazy, too. Is we'll see them start on Back Beach Road. They'll tear it all up. They'll move it over so we're all into the one lane. Traffic's going to suck. It's going to be cones. It'll be one. It'll just be a nightmare. And then we'll drive down Middle Beach. And that crew that was over there is now doing the same thing over here. Ah, oh, that just burned my blood pressure up. Just get it done. Focus one thing at a time. Get it done. Maybe I need to talk to Griff about that one, too. Maybe we can get some state legislation doing that. Hang on. We'll be right back. This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, good morning and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. Uh, by the way, somebody had asked me, hey, are you ever going to do some T-shirts? And I do, actually. I do have some merch. And yesterday, what the hell happened to the hair? Walked out of the studio and, like, that's it. And the show's over. I'm going to get a haircut. This is just ridiculous. I don't even know. What is this that's going on? If you're watching on Rumble or Wimpkin, you can... Something's wrong with my hair today. It's a hot mess. Anyhow. Uh, back to what I was saying. Uh, we do have the merch store that's going on at uh, at on my website, uh, thebrianrushshow.com. We have a line of knock it off wear. So if you are interested in that, you can go check that out. Because uh, I know some people have asked me and said, "Hey, you need to you need to get some knock it off shirts." We've had them for a while, just kind of forgot about them, but they are there. Uh, so you can go uh, go check that out if you're interested. So Justin Trudeau. Oh God, 
This story is for my buddy LP up there in uh, in uh, in Canada. He is now blaming grocers for the surge in food prices in Canada. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, those those gas station owners, if they would just go out there and, and go walk out to the pumps and change the price, it's those gas station owners that are the problem. But uh, Justin Trudeau, once again, uh, just like the typical uh, liberal progressive, not able to admit that, oops, I was wrong. And you know what? I think more people would, would be honestly more accepting to somebody going, ah, you know what? That policy didn't work. Here, let's try this instead. But they never do that. They never do it. They, they will go to their graves on this policy that it's right. But Justin Trudeau now, uh, in the, the, uh, the, the, the time that we're seeing a, a hike in, in prices, not only here in America, but we're seeing it elsewhere as well. But in Canada, the price of food is going up. And now he's coming out and saying that the, uh, the whole price of this, uh, the reason for the 5.8% increase in food prices over the past year is because of the grocery stores. Really? The grocery stores are the problem. You mean like maybe the horrendous progressive policies that you've instituted in your country? That has nothing to do with any of the problems? Any of the progressive uh, policies that have been instituted here in America? uh, That's not any of the problem. No, instead, you got to say it's the grocers who do it. And the problem when a politician comes out and does that is that the low-information voter are going to be the first ones to go, yeah, stupid grocery people, and then they're going to get angry at the grocery people, and they're going to be like, hey, look, we're just passing the cost along to you because it's gone up. It's not our fault. The reason for it is because you have horrific government policies, and this is, this is a carbon copy, Canada and America. Same reason for our food problems. When you have horrific policies that make it more expensive and more difficult to simply farm, just doing the farming alone is expensive. But then you've got the cost of the shipping, doing the trucks, the trains, all the other stuff, and you got all the regulations they keep putting on. It's like these policy, uh, these politicians don't understand that for every policy and every uh, regulation that you attach to something, it comes with a cost. And they may get that. They'd be like, God dang right it does. We get more tax dollars. Whoa, we can go on a spending spree. No, you can't go on a spending spree. And you've got to stop with the regulations because you're killing us. We can't continue to survive under these progressive policies where everything is overregulated. The cost of everything keeps going up. And then you've got things like, you know, the government spending, which has gotten out of control, has caused so many problems. Here in the U.S., the Treasury now is detailing plans to set up, uh, the uh, to, to step up the size of the bond sales to help manage the growing debt load and higher rates. Here's a little dirty secret. Are you ready for this de- secret? And I've talked about this before, so... If you're a fan of the show and you listen often, you've heard me say this before. Who do we owe the most money to? Go ahead. Hands up. Who's got to guess? 
First guess that many people say is China. Wrong. China is actually the second foreign country that we owe the most money to. First country that we owe the most money to is Japan. Which, considering we have to kind of rebuild them, but either way, we owe Japan more money than we owe China. But the number one source that we owe, we and I shouldn't say we, I should say the corporation of the United States of America, our government, they owe us, the, the treasury bondholders. That is where the majority of our debt actually has gone to. So now we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, step up the size of the bond sales so that we can be, or what? let me rephrase this again. I, I kind of messed this up. I keep thinking that, you know, we the people and the government are the same thing. So that the corporation of the United States of America can owe we the people of America more money. What really needs to happen is that we need to just be like, no, no. Don't buy any more bonds. Tell the government, you're going to have to live within your means. No more. We're not giving you any more money. And we need to start cracking down on this. Big time. We have um, 15 more days. 15, 14 more days. Something like I can't do the math. It, it, until we, uh, we have a government shutdown because of budgets. So the question is going to be, are they going to actually start acting responsibly? And start trimming the amount of money that they are wasting. Not spending, wasting. I can't wait to see the uh, the, the budget, or let me rephrase that, because uh, I keep using the wrong words. The spending plan. Because we don't do a budget. It is a spending plan. A plan to spend your money. Are we going to see more of the, the, the typical wasted crap where we're spending a million dollars here, $10 million there on the dumbest things possible. On top of it, we're also trying to come up with money for uh, the Israel uh, situation, which the Republicans proposed, hey, we're going to have to take that away from the IRS with the Inflation Reduction Act. And the Democrats are losing their mind. Absolutely losing their mind. You're right. Uh, Steve, thanks on that one. The ag stuff. You think we're having it bad in the grocery stores? where you're seeing uh, the price of things going up uh, 10%, 4%, 15%, that type of stuff. In the ag world, you're seeing an even higher amount. And as Steve, as you pointed out, 40%. And that is about right. About a 40% hike in the ag stuff. And that includes, uh, and thank you for doing the list because it makes it easier for me, uh, horse feed, cattle mi minerals, uh, pharmaceuticals, seed, fertilizer, and, of course, you're right. Then there's also diesel and oil. Diesel, oil, the maintenance of all the machines, which, you know, those are things you've got to get rid of, too. You know, those two, three million dollar tractors that you have in your farms? Got to get rid of them because they're not good for the environment. And you got to get something that's electric. It's these policies that are tearing this country apart. And Congress doesn't see it. They don't see it. They don't get it. By the way, tomorrow on the show, and uh, one of the things we're, we're going to bring up is this budget, and I'm not going to be nice about it. Uh, tomorrow, we have uh, Congressman Neil Dunn's going to be on, and, and I want, what did I just do to the hair? Stop playing with the hair.
Jesus. I just need to get a hat or something. I'm sorry. Distracted. I see it in the corner of my eye, and I'm like, what the hell? But tomorrow we'll have Congressman Neil Dunn will be on. And we should have him for an hour tomorrow. Uh, he's going to be uh, in Washington, so we'll talk with him tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to ask him about this budgeting stuff and where we are at removing a lot of this crap, which is what we've got to do. We have got to trim the budget. Obviously, there are things that we're going to spend money on that we always have to. But we need to trim the budget big time. 233-9988, that is the number that we can always get on the show. Earl, what are you up to this morning? Well, I called to give you all the big picture. All right, let's get the big picture. All right, just everything that you've been talking about, but I'm going to show you how it all comes together. Now, you know, the other day I said there'd be a naval engagement, a naval engagement, yep. I believe the word, in the Mediterranean. Yep. Well, there was major one, but it was scheduled. It was scheduled uh, months ago. Then you had Hamas attack Israel, which was scheduled to co- so that the fleets could come sailing in to say, hey, we're going to save Israel. The Chinese show up and say, hey, we're going to save them. We're going to monitor Hamas. Well, guess what? Everybody's where they're supposed to be. And all the military stuff starts coming in already scheduled. Now, over to what you're talking about. Agriculture, it is, you're right, it's not the farmer making the money. And it's not the grocer making the money. It is the middleman, the salesman. That's where your prices come up, right there. Because if you go look at the profits for sales, they are tremendous. Mm-hmm. Not, they are. And all this, and Congress is saying, oh, we can't do this, and we can't do that, and we're going to look over here. And you're talking about Trudeau. Now, remember now, this is the big picture for everybody. See, it's like a big lake, big pond. Trudeau, he raises the price on fuel, raises, uh, shuts down transportation. What happens? Food can't get the market. Food can't get grown. Mm-hmm. Ground can't be prepared. All right. Now, last year or year before, you remember uh, the guy that owns all the railroads in the United States? Yep, Warren Buffett. Shut down. Yep shut down fertilizer and seed deliveries. Just made him leave it. Told his rail crews, you do not pick this stuff up. Leave it alone. Let it sit. And they did. Mm-hmm. And crops, and price of crops go up. So now the big picture starting getting everybody's mind here. Control. But here's the big control. But here is the biggest psyops coming up, Brian. And forgive me for how I'm going to tell it to you. But... You know, I sent your text Sunday to the guy that was supposed to run Kiev when the Russians take it over, got two bullets put in him by a Ukrainian death squad, kill squad. Mm. He's, he's alive. He's in the hospital. Then I believe yesterday or the day before it came out that there are now assassination threats against President Biden here in the United States. That's not a surprise. I mean, there are always those. No, that's, but but it made the news. The death threats are always there. The yeah. service takes care of them. But this one made the news. This one was deliberately put in the news. So here's the president and vice president and Congress supporting Hamas, calling for Israel to back off. Don't kill them all. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so if you think apocalypse now, psyops. Yeah. What's the best way to make the whole world mad at Israel? Oh, yeah. PSYOPs is, a, is a, an amazing tool that yeah. I think a lot of people don't uh, pay attention to. They don't pay attention to it, and they get up here and they do something to the government of the United States. Mm -hmm. God forbid even Mr. Biden or Vice President Harris. But that was in the news. But that's the way you turn the opinion of the world or the most of the American people who are dumber than a box of rocks against Israel. You have something done. And since it's in the news, y'all need to be start looking for it because it would then give every, the Congress or whoever's in charge the right to declare martial law Yep, here in the United States. And then they could suspend the elections. Yeah. Yes, they can. I wouldn't put it past now, the Democrats to go that level to ensure that Donald Trump does not get elected. Look, that's the big picture. See, everybody sits around... Well, I can see my mayor. Big deal. I can see the councilman down the street. That's as far as people think is one block away. Like you were talking about a while ago. Going to do all three state roads in the town that I say is not a town because it's unincorporated. Well, if the state's going to do the roads, how do they call themselves a town? But that beside the point, three roads at one time, I used to drive in roads. And you take Middle Beach because it was quicker because everybody went to Back Beach when tourist season come in. Right. Because you don't want to be on Front Beach because it ain't but two lane. Most people walking anyway. Are they too drunk to drive? And, you, oh, there reminds, might be some opportunity for some of them Venezuelans come down to New York City down to Palm <laughs> City Beach. No, we don't need any of that. We, we Actually, you know what? I'm not sure. Did they clean that all up in Panama City? Because for a while there no. was a... There was a gang of them there in Panama City. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know. Maybe they have cleaned no, it up. Just just long line. <laughs> no, it ain't cleaned up. It just moved uptown. That's all. Is that what happened? <laughs> That's what happened. Just moved uptown. Yeah. That's all. But the, but you watch Mayor Adams. He's going to start shipping women down to the beach because that's the draw. Yeah, you know what? He might. I mean, he, he might go he ahead might. and act like a PIMP and then go ahead and just... Uh, you know, get the pimp bus going and uh, send the send the Venezuelan prostitution out and about. Well, it'll improve the economy. They'll be buying clothes. They'll be buying food. They'll have rooms to rent. That's you true. Know, rent apartments. That's true. Cars. Hey, look. You know what, Earl? You and I both know that the oldest profession in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It is. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's true. That is the oldest profession. The second oldest is politician. Yeah. I think the politician. I think the politicians jealous, Brian. They could be. They jealous. You know, them women making more money than they are and got yep. more influence. Yeah, and you know what? They're they're probably upset too because, like, you know, they can't start their OnlyFans pages at all. And even though, even though I, some have. I really just go there. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. There were what? There was two women, three women that have come out with the OnlyFans pages. All of them. Uh, either wives of famous people or wanting to be famous, and I think one of them was married to a basketball star at one time. Mm -hmm. He got real mad about that because he didn't know the thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's really crazy is is <laughs> and and not I don't know how we got down that road, uh, but yeah, the the whole OnlyFans thing, people are making some bank off of that, and I'm talking like yeah. you know tens of thousands of dollars a month, if not more. 
All I got to say is, you know, if, if there was a thing for father figures, you know, somebody with a little koozie, yeah. brown chicken, brown cow, how you doing? No, I would, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Well, they could, I bet, I bet the men be making enough money to buy them one of them old, <laughs> awful cadets. But then again, in the 1970s. after getting my, uh, my vet bill for a little Charlie. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing really well. Actually, I get, I'll probably get a phone call here in about an hour. Uh, with the latest of the morning update. But yesterday, I got the phone call like literally 30 seconds before we got off the air. So um, I did get the phone call from them. They said that he uh, he went through surgery really well. He was in great spirits, that he was doing good. So hopefully another positive phone call later on this morning about that. And I'll, I yeah, think I go get to I get to go get him like maybe tomorrow or Saturday. So, but yeah, it was... I know you said he had a bladder problem. Yeah, they, they, he yeah, had he it... got it fixed up. Yeah, and you know what? And I'll say this because it was kind of a joke and, and I can, I, I kind of had to laugh at a lot of this because now I'm in a much better mood about it. But now my cat's now transgender because, um, the problem was there and they had to, to yeah. So just let your imagination well, one, roll on that one. one. One, I'm guessing one set of organs was not absorbed by the body. Uh, no, it was, there was, there was a blockage that was just too much. And when he was born, uh, he was, uh, he had a very small, um, uh, urethra and, and, and it, okay. yeah, and it, it caused, it, he had that problem once when he was a kitten, but this time it was, uh, it was potentially fatal. I mean, he was not going to make it through the week without the surgery. So, um, they got uric acid buildup. Yeah, it was something and it was, oh, it was pretty bad, but I, uh, I couldn't lose my little buddy. So I, I went ahead nope, and did it. Losing. No. it. It was expensive and I don't even, I don't even want to say it. I mean, I know that a few people well, had asked me to, to, to do a, a, um, a, a, um, Go fund me, and I did. Um, and and the amount that I put down on there is actually a very small amount of the grand total. And I just, I don't even want to tell anybody because, oi, it, uh, yeah, it was well, Brian, expensive. I'm Worth gonna, it. Uh, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you twenty bucks. Thank you, dude. I appreciate and that. It, I'll send it to the station, and uh, you can have it put in your pocket for your cat. Oh, it's, it wouldn't go into my pocket. It's going to go right to the bank account to pay off that uh, maxed out well, credit card. Well, that's what that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Earl, thank you. See, you are a great right. man. You are absolutely a great man. I don't care what anybody ever wants to say about you. You're a good guy. Well, I tell you, that's all right. I may not like people, but <laughs> animals are, are the finest in the world. Right? I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I can do without so many people, but the animals, I'm all about them. <laughs> I'm going to tell you real quick on how I feel about animals. Yeah which is this. Now, you've got to remember, this is going to the Bible. Jesus Christ hanging on the cross. He's been discouraged, and he's nailed up there and tied up there. And all the people standing around, yeah, yeah, you dirty old so-and-so. You know what? He looked down on those people with love and forgiveness and kindness in his eyes. When an animal looks at you, it's with love mm -hmm. and kindness and hope. And forgiveness, no matter what you do to them. That is true. They love you. They it's are the awesome. Same grace and mercy. Yep. And they're just like family, without a doubt. Earl, thank you they so are. much. We got to run. We're up against well, our break. Appreciate it. Take care. Bony appetite. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll talk with you later on. Thanks for the call. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. 
Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning. How are you? It's cold out, by the way. Don't forget, on your way out this morning, before you jump in the car and get it started, honk the horn a little bit. Wrap on the hood. Make sure you've got no uh, no little critters underneath there trying to stay warm from last night's heat of the engine. Because it, uh, it was definitely chilly this morning. And it's cold all around the country, too, which kind of feels nice. But the only thing I'm bummed about, and I mentioned this yesterday, is that it's going to kind of warm up by the time uh, the actual uh, weekend gets here. And when the weekend gets here, it won't be quite that much of camping weather. It's going to be a little warmer. Not too much warmer, but a little bit. But we'll see. So we're down to just a couple of, really, two weeks left until uh, government shutdown is uh, pending. Right now, the uh, the House is uh, is is uh, rather desperately working to actually um, go ahead and, and get some budgets passed. Tomorrow on the show... Congressman Neil Dunn is going to be joining us during the uh, the seven o'clock hour to um, to talk with us about what's going on up there in uh, in Washington with all of the um, the the uh, disaster. I'm sorry, I was reading three things at one time. I was looking something up. I was in the process of chatting here. Um, so tomorrow we'll have him on. We're going to talk with him about. Uh, a few bills that has actually been proposed by his office. And also, we're going to talk with him about the budget, where we're going with that, because that's it's a mess. They have got to trim trillions of dollars out of our budget. And, of course, one of the things that the Democrats have been harping on and, and upset that the Republicans wanted to bring the budget spending. I'm sorry, I keep using that B word. My bad. They want to get the spending plan back to pre-pandemic level. Which essentially means that we were not going to spend any more on government than we did pre-pandemic. But you have to remember that during the pandemic, we added like a was another two trillion dollars to the spending because we had to keep businesses afloat and we were paying people who were not working. That's an expense that's not there anymore. But the Democrats don't want to let go of it. They're holding on. They're like, no, we got to have it. And in addition to that, we also have to, um, <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be polite. I was just, I was reading, actually, somebody said, hey, nice stutter there when you're trying to talk about politicians, uh, polite about politicians. I wasn't trying to actually be polite about them. I was, I literally was reading two things at once. My brain, my brain just couldn't keep up with it. What was I saying? Oh, squirrel. Um, anyhow, we, we've, we've got to get it back to manageable levels. And the Democrats, they want to continue to spend that money that we were spending on COVID relief. We don't need it. But the other additional spending that we now have, obviously, is the Ukraine war, which we're spending too much money on. But now we have the situation in Israel, which potentially at this point could go to World War III. There is already one country, Yemen, and I say this loosely, that Yemen has declared war on Israel. I don't know what they were thinking. Of all places, Yemen, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, Harlem Nights. It reminds me of the, uh, the, the, the scene where they're out there and they're, they're shooting, and then the little guy comes out and he goes, pop, that little tiny gun, knock it off. That scene, that's what it reminds me of when Yemen steps up and like, we declare war on Israel. It's like, really? 
you guys, you don't have much for anything. And what you did shoot, we've already shot it down. So what you got? Nice try, Yemen. But, you know, we do still have that possibility of other countries joining in on that as well. And one of the things that has been brought up when it comes to all of this uh, this spending, <laughs> I'll accept the compliment. Thank you. Um, one of the things that, that came up is that the, the Democrats are now wanting to tie in Ukraine, and this is what Biden is also wanting. He's wanting Ukraine and the Israel conflict to be combined into one bill. Republicans are kind of saying no on this, and I really hope that the Republicans hold their ground on that. Because remember, one of the things that, that Matt Gates was throwing his tissy fit over when it came to the situation with, um, with Speaker McCarthy, and I agree 100% with this. I, all the stuff that Matt, Matt Gates actually brought up, I agree totally with. And this particular one is one that definitely needs to happen. And that is one bill, one item. None of this stuff where you look go, oh, we got this great bill. It's the bill for uh, freedom of speech. Yet it's got 400 different things in it that have nothing to do with freedom of speech. And the freedom of speech would get like one paragraph in the entire bill. And then the other 900 pages will be about the billion things that they put in it. And I do think that they need to separate the Ukraine funding and the Israeli funding. There's had to, first and foremost, we got to cut back on what we're spending on Ukraine. We need to see a little bit of a return investment. And here's the other thing when it comes to return of, of investment. And we're investing a lot into Ukraine. You know that the uh, the big companies like BlackRock and um, it was BlackRock and one of the other ones that have already secured the contracts to rebuild Ukraine. By the way, these are the companies that rule the world. These are the ones that own everything. They're the ones that, that are doing the ESG movement. These are bad people. And this is what we're seeing happen. They've been given these contracts already. Because first and foremost, we have the most corrupt federal government on the planet. So, of course, this is going on. Makes you wonder how many other payments have gone to Joe Biden when it comes to that. But we need a return on our investment. We're not getting it. I mean, sure. There is the, the thought that, well, you know what? We could fight Russia over there and let them do the fighting. Or we can fight Russia here. Based on watching how Russia is failing at going after a bunch of farmers in Ukraine. I don't think there's much of a threat for us here from Russia. That, and I think it really could be a situation where if we had real leadership, and we're not talking about Joe bumbling, falling down Biden, or Anthony Blinken. Hi, I'm Anthony Blinken. I'm the Secretary of State. Can we maybe have some peace, guys? No. We need people with some cojones to step it up and look at somebody like Putin and say, look, knock it off. No more of this. Pull out of Ukraine. It's all over. You lost. Be done with it. And I think even Putin knows that if we put our foot down and said, knock it off, they know we'd mean business. But then again, with the track record that Joe Biden has, 
Even if Joe Biden all of a sudden came out and he was like total Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's all buff, you know, grow a little scruff there going on, making it look like he's tough and come out and be like, yeah, you need to stop all this stuff now. Pull out, pull out. They would all look at him and go, yeah, okay, whatever. Because the United States at this point, we, we don't have a strong standing on the international stage. Unlike when Donald Trump was president, we had it. Despite the fact that, uh, you know, the Democrats don't want to say we did. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hey, Brian. Hey. It's Dix. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's the kitty cat? He is doing, uh, as of the, the update I got yesterday, he is doing really well. He pulled through his surgery, uh, which, was, uh, which was a great thing because, as the doctors told me, he was not going to make it through the week if he didn't have that surgery. Uh, and they I'm said so that. I'm so glad that it happened. Me too. I, I don't like the bill because uh, it's huge. Um, but uh, they they did tell me that he was in really good spirits yesterday. Um, so that's a good thing. And I'll I'll probably get another update here um, after after the show's over. So this is a good thing. Oh, that's great. Well, I was thinking about Russia. You know, when you said that, and I thought, you know, it used to be the USSR, mm-hmm. and it used to be not. It got, we balkanized it, you know, and broke it all up. But he, when, what was his name? Khrushchev, you know, he yep. was a, that was a communist country. Yeah. They're not communists anymore. They're, they're socialists, I mm-hmm. think, but they're not communists. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there may be a, they may be a threat to the Ukraine, but I just don't see them being any threat to us. Yeah, they're definitely not a threat to us. And, and you know, at this right. point, just watching what's going on with Ukraine, I don't know if it's if if it's a threat or a challenge to Ukraine. I mean, yeah, when that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, when it that's all started off, when the farmers were kicking the butts of this military and stealing their tanks from them, like literally rolling up to a crew sitting there, and they go, they hook up to their tank and pull it away. I mean that that says so much. I mean, there's so many jokes behind it too. But yeah, um, okay. mm, yeah. just a little set of cojones, you know and I think left. they could have stopped a lot of this. Yeah, the left they keep. They keep saying that that for some reason the right is on the side siding with Russia, you know, and they're always throwing Russia in my face. And I'm thinking, but they're not even really a, a threat to us anymore. I mean, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing is, is, I think the only struggle with us and them is oil over there, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get the same oil that they're getting. I think the only threat that we probably could see from Russia would be, one, uh, the battle to sell oil, because we could do it, we were doing it better, and they got that. And then the other thing is the cyber attack thing. I think that's, like, the only things that we could really fear from Russia. Right, right. Yeah, I just, you know, it's not the way it was back in the 60s and, you know, 70s, you know, at all. And Putin, I don't know, he seems like a dictator. I mean, because you can't, they don't seem to have elections or anything. I mean, he's all yeah. And there's there. something going on weird with that too about whether or not they're going to do an election or. So. I was reading that too. That uh, that's confused. Not like they've ever had an election after Putin was actually elected. You know, ever since right. then. You know, yeah. even when he stepped down that one time and became prime minister and had some other guy. Right. Be, yeah, he was. That was a. I'm just going to take a break. I'm going on vacation for a couple of years. Yeah, and you know what? I keep seeing the left saying that he poisons people and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, he's a a KGB guy. 
I mean, he is an old yeah. school Soviet or USSR um, KGB guy. So I, I couldn't trust him. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just wanted to weigh in on that because I just, I just think that we got worse problems. We do. We, we, we got much bigger problems than, uh, like than Russia. The communists are in Washington now. They are. So, so we got we got big problems. They're not over in Russia anymore. Nope, they're, in they're, a, they're in Washington, D.C. Yep, they're right here in our front yeah. yard. You know, and, and we, we've they got so are. many problems here. And uh, a lot of dangers going on in Washington. And we need to pay attention to that uh, without a doubt. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yes. Oh, well. Yeah. I hope you have a great day, Brian. Hope you do, too. Thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic so one. Much. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, you know, it's... I, it's hard to to really truly come out and say that our biggest enemy that we have is our own government because the leadership is weak. The FBI has come out and they've they've given a heightened alert to the potential of terrorist attacks on the homeland. We see the politicians that spend money like it's just. Like it's breathing oxygen. There's plenty of it. Just keep breathing. And you don't see anybody standing up and saying, what's right? We've got to stop doing all this. You don't see it because they're so corrupt. You've got a president who can't even walk a straight line without falling down. You've got a vice president who's dumb as a brick. You, you've got the uh, Homeland, Sec- Homeland Security Secretary. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you saw that thing with Josh Hawley, holy cow. Makes you just want to throw punch the guy. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Tom. How you doing today? <clears throat> um, I'm all right. I was listening to <clears throat> uh, Kennedy uh, from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah, well, he was trying to get a bill signed. You know that if a veteran goes to the VA for financial advice, they're turned into the FBI and their guns are removed immediately. Yeah, I I have I have seen that, and and I know that Kennedy was um, he's been questioning that as well. Yeah, he was raising hell, but I, us veterans have no idea about that. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, just because you uh, you have some financial questions, you shouldn't be. I mean, how does that become a threat? I mean, what are you you afraid that the veterans are going to go rob a bank? I mean, first off, people don't rob banks anymore because well, there's no money in the bank in the branches. And there's not enough to make it worth it. And they can track you down. So it's like robbing a bank is just dumb. What are you going to do? I mean, what, what, is, what is the fear behind a veteran saying, hey, uh, I'm having a little bit of financial problems. Hey, can you guys give me some advice or something? And they got to take their guns away? I mean, Jesus. Let's, can we add a little more stupid to this? It's, it's not stupid, Brian. It's, 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 just it's my plan. Yeah. And then dearm the American and, and they want to take the arms away from the people that really know how to use the weapon. Yep. That is true. And and they definitely do not want the um the uh the veterans to actually have weapons because that could be bad. Because those are yeah. you know the trained military, which and uh, quite honestly is not the ones that they need to worry about the most. Yeah. And did you see that uh, on Facebook when Tucker Carlson presented for uh, Donald Trump? Yeah, that speech. I did not, no. I'll have to send it to you. Where he <clears throat> said that he loved his country, and uh, before he become a, uh, 
the president, all the Democrats loved and praised me and wanted my money. Mm-hmm. And I was invited to her homes and stuff. And as soon as I ran for president as a Republican, I'd become a piece of scum. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is true. They, they all love Donald Trump until he ran for president as a Republican. Can you imagine if Donald Trump ran for president as a Democrat? Can you imagine how much they would be kissing his butt? I mean, they would oh. be all over. Even if Donald Trump didn't even change his uh, his stance on anything and, and all of his ideas were exactly the same that they are right now, but he simply ran as a Democrat instead of a Republican, they would still love him to death. And they would have protected him to the, t- to the teeth. I mean, they, they would have done anything for it. But anyway, I, 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 I didn't know about that law. What, what, anyway. Yeah, there, there's look- a lot of things with the VA that um, mm, that agency needs an enema. Uh, well, God bless and have a great one. Absolutely. You too, Tom. Thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. And, you know, you know it's, it's, it's sickening to watch some of the ways that the government is just trying to take guns away. And the way that they treat the veterans. I saw Kennedy doing that, getting on that. And, you know, Senator Kennedy uh, from Louisiana, he is, first off, he's a riot. But second off, he just, there's no BS whatsoever. He just tells it like it is, which is something that I love about him. But, yeah, they're, they're going to try and take away the guns. They want to do it. You can't let it happen. Because there's this little thing called shall not be infringed. And boy, it won't. And I'm just telling you, Washington, D.C., FAFO, knock it off. Do what you're supposed to be doing, not what you're not supposed to be doing. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show. Good morning. Doing our part to save America. The Brian Rust Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for listening to us this morning and getting your day started. So we've all heard about the big fire that's going on over there in the Inlet Beach area, and there is nobody better that can give us an update on that than the state fire marshal, our CFO, local guide, Jimmy Petronas. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's a, it's a pretty good day. How's uh, a... Yeah, 38 I'm, degrees outside, nice oh, and clear. It's nice. Yeah. But, you know, one, thanks for uh, for letting me chime in. I know your listeners uh, want to get an update. Absolutely. But, you know, shout out to, to all the, the Bay County and South Walton and Florida 4th Street guys. They've been working around the clock. Uh, you know, they, they took a what could have been a really bad situation. And as, as it goes right now, I've really tamed it. Um, you know, they had about 140 acres affected. They had to evacuate homes. But because of how amazing the work is those guys did and gals yesterday and through the night, people got to sleep in their own beds last night. So evacuation took place, but they got it into a, a manner that was safe and under control. And, awesome. Um, Still got, they're not out of the woods yet. Um, you know, they, they've still got uh, uh, potential threats today, but this cool, dry air is something really not to mess with. Yeah, yeah, it really is. This is, uh, I hate to say it, but this is fire season, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and we've seen some really bad stuff. Uh, last update that I heard uh, that we, we got from our news update was a 50% containment. Is it more than that at this point? Yeah, it, it should be a little bit more than that by now. 
Uh, it was 50% by the time I went to bed last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was about 140 acres, uh, primarily uh, planted pine. Um, but, you know, there was a uh, there, there's some work taking place out there. They were able to get on top of it. Um, but, you know, just, just you know, it's, it's the first cold snap we've had of the year. I know people would love to fire up their, their fire pits and try to enjoy being outdoors, a little bit of fire. You know, that's okay. Just err on the side of caution. Keep a fire extinguisher nearby. Um, you know, don't don't do anything. You know, you know that doesn't make good sense, right? Because um, what we, we want you to enjoy it, but but this cool, dry air is just a recipe for disaster if you're not careful. Yeah, that it is. And of course, we saw the big disaster that happened uh, to the other side of us, the east of us, uh, a couple of years ago. County. What what's the what's oh, the updates on that that region? I mean, as far as cleaning it up and preparing us for not having fires, there, has there been work on that? Yeah. Yeah, so here's the the, 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 the challenge with it. Um, that is, it's it's raw land. A lot of it is, is green belt, so uh, the land's not developable. It's just agriculture, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, with those downed trees that took place there, the cleaning it up, imagine like a, a bunch of pixie sticks or Lincoln logs just dumped on top of each other. But you have to go out there and remove these trees one by one by one. So you can see the amount of labor, the amount of fuel, uh, the amount of disposal. Well, I mean, then the cleanup costs more than the property is worth. Yeah. So, so a, a lot of some of this is in private hands, some of it's in state hands. Or the state had, you know, it, they the state took care of their property. But you know, some of the folks there was there was a couple programs the feds pushed out to help people clean it up. But we still got, you know, still a lot of down trees. You know, they're mm-hmm. rotting. You know, and and. And they'll they'll eventually not be a threat, but you know it was just last April we had you know hundreds of acres under under fire, yeah. um, you know. So you're, you're you know just don't don't take any chances, you know. Um, just you know enjoy enjoy some family time. Just do it safely. Keep a fire extinguisher nearby. Yeah, absolutely. We got to keep it safe. And, and if anybody hadn't seen the fire uh, that was going on in the Inlet Beach area, you, you haven't been paying attention because I could see it from my house in Southport. Uh, like it was in my backyard. It was so big. Well, and, and so I was uh, I was going home. I was crossing the bridge, and you look at the horizon. I mean, it was just this massive smoke cloud that just covered one end of mm-hmm. the horizon to the other. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was serious stuff. But um, you know, Forestry came in with aerial assets, with with um, helicopters and a spotter, and and uh, the bulldozers were running around the clock. And like I said. Forestry did an incredible job. Uh, you ever see those guys out and, and they they look like a big banana? They're they're just a yellow coat. Uh-huh. They thank them for what they do. Yeah. And uh, same thing with our our, uh, our our Bay County and Walton South Walton County firefighters and Pamela City Beach firefighters. Give them shout outs. Tell them thank you for what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for them, you know, this this stuff could get out of control, and they always come racing to our rescue whenever needed. So, I mean, it's always props to those guys. They do they do amazing work. Um, and That's thankfully right. they, That's they were right. able to knock that all down, but, uh, Jimmy, thank, That's right. yeah, Jimmy Pertonis, thanks so much for that update on that. I know you're, uh, getting ready to catch a flight to go where it's a little warmer. The other part of the state there, yeah, yeah, send me a postcard, will you? All right, man. Thanks so much for the update. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic flight. Uh, CFO and, uh, and, and state fire marshal, Jimmy Petronas, give us a little update there on the fire that we had, uh, over, it's still sort of going over in the Inlet beach area, but it was, a uh, 
It was a big old fire. Last night I was uh, having dinner with a friend uh, down at the uh, the marina, uh, and you could see the the smoke stream literally went from the Inlet Beach area probably 20 miles out into the Gulf. I mean, it was it was huge. So big props again to uh, all of the, the firefighters that have uh, jumped into there uh, and, and got to it, took care of that and, and knocked it down. So bravo to those guys. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. I got caught off guard again. Uh, That's not a big surprise. Anyhow, uh, hi. How are you? <laughs> Sorry. I'm such a hot mess today. It's ridiculous. Anyhow, um, hang on a second. I got to click on it. So here's some interesting news coming out of Washington with the Biden administration. I don't know if it's interesting or just plain stupid with these guys. Really, seriously. The Biden announcement uh, comes out as being the first ever national strategy to counter. Are you ready? What, what do you think right now? Because, you know, the, the big problem that we have, 400% increase in, uh, in the, um, the anti-Semitism. What's the big thing that we got going on? What's the most important thing we got to do? Yeah, Islamophobia. That's what the Biden administration right now is doing. We have to have a, a national strategy to counter Islamophobia. The White House made the announcement uh, yesterday about this uh, in the wake of the the attacks from Hamas against the Jews in Israel. But at the same time, we we stand with you. (laughs) Also with you guys. I hate this administration. I really do. I, I, I hate this administration with... Uh, just about every fiber of my being at this point. They said in a statement that came from KJP that President Biden ran for office to restore the soul of our nation. He is unequivocal and there will be no place for hate in America against anyone, period. (laughs) Really? Against anyone, period. Can you talk to your own party? Because your own party is the party of hate. And they hate everyone, period, unless they are following under their their ideology. So I think that's kind of funny. Statement also went on to say that for too long, Muslims in America and these and these perceived to be Muslims, such as Arabs and Shi'is, uh, have endured disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks and other discriminatory incidents. <laughs> okay. 233-9988 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Well, that thing about doing studies, education is always important. Yeah. But it sure would be a lot cheaper if somebody would just talk to Susan Rice and uh, Barry, the uh, uh, Tommy uh, Kenyon guy. Yeah. And uh, they, they can straighten it out really quick, I think. You know what? They don't want to. That's that's the thing. I mean, the, when you look at the the behaviors and, and the actions and the words that actually come out of the Democrats, that's actually coming out of the Biden administration, they don't want to stop this. They want it to continue. But they think that if they continue to get out there and say, well, you know what? We shouldn't be hating anybody. Oh, hate is bad. We should all get along. 
that people are going to buy into that. But the problem is they're the ones that are coming out with the extremely hateful rhetoric. It's like you can't be talking out one side of your mouth and then saying something out the other side. And that's exactly well, what that, we see that, with that. That's the thing. Uh, when you're serving mammon, when you're serving mammon instead of God, that's the way it goes. Yep. And um, I don't know. We, we just got to say knock it off and not put up with it. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, th- th- this is what Biden wants to spend his time on right now. And of all times, now. Right now. And then we also see the situation yesterday where uh, the Congress decided, including a bunch of Republicans, uh, you know, we don't we don't need to go ahead and punish Tlaib, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Really? By the way, did anybody read the uh, the FBI's report for the elevated threat level for terrorism here in the U.S.? Anybody read the report about Hamas actually saying, hey, we are going to continue to carry out October 7th uh, style attacks until we annihilate Israel? Annihilate them. And with America being the country with the largest Jewish population on the planet, do you think they're not going to try and do something here? Especially with our, our border being as open as it has been? I mean, come on. But it, it's these fluffy little statements that come out of the Democrats all the time that I just it drives me crazy because it is total BS is all that it is. This is somebody that's going, oh, we should say this. We should go ahead and say this. But a lot of people are pushing back on it too. Tom Cotton from Arkansas, the senator, like him. However, you know what? One of the things about Tom Cotton, ooh, squirrel, he, um, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this. He's like emotionless, like total expressionless. I mean, he's, he's just like a robot. Tall, you know what he reminds me of is Sheldon from Big Band Theory. That's what he looks like. But he, he's got that, that like stand up, like he's got a rod right up through his backside up to his neck and he's straight up. He doesn't really move. No emotions on it. It's just weird. Like, is he, is that dude, that over there is not real. But anyhow, he got he went on to say that after the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust and the breakout of pro-Hamas activisms on campuses, the White House is claiming Islamophobia is a top concern. Valid point. I mean, really? That's the top concern that we've got right now, Islamophobia. Islamophobia is not really that big of a thing here in America. Is there concerns about certain people? Yes. Do the Republicans say, hey, this particular group of people, they're a problem? Yes, because they are a problem. Is the Republican Party out there going, everybody that's Muslim, even if you're Arab, we're going to call you Muslim anyhow because we're ignorant. Um, You're bad. And there is a difference between Muslim and Arab. But this is the narrative that the left likes to give. Because the sad part about it is that their base will fall right for it. Yeah, those big, bad, evil Republicans. They hate Muslims. No, we hate terrorists. And all these people that you think are Muslims are not. There's there's a difference between Arabs, too. Oh, Jesus. Fighting the level of stupid in this country sometimes is is 
It's hard. It's mind-boggling. What is the price of Susan Rice in China? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not humorous anymore. You're right. Susan Rice, she's a dangerous one as well. But this entire country, I mean, God, we got to wake it up. And we, we've got to stop taking these messages from the left. And, and what, I'm, what drives me crazy, too, is that the Republican Party doesn't know how to counter these messages. Tom Cotton, you know, yeah, he said, he came out after the worst massacre since the, the Holocaust. You know, this is what they're talking. We need a stronger stance on that. We need somebody to look at Joe Biden and go, what the f did you just say? And call them out. Call out the White House for being stupid and for being blind to the issues. Like Josh Hawley on Tuesday when he was rather upset with um, uh, Mayorkas. That's what I want to see out of the Republicans. I want to see them go, stop. Stop talking. That's not what I asked you. That's not the point. Stop. Cut them off from it all. But they won't do it. Because they're either complicit or they're just weak. And when you are looking at this country from the outside, I can only imagine what people are thinking. Because here's the thing. Media around the world, they, they actually report way better about America than American media does. So sources around the world, they're telling the truth about what's going on with our federal government. And if you think our enemies aren't watching that and going, whoa, those guys are just falling apart. There's nobody there with cojones. And of course, when you do get somebody with them, Donald Trump, they don't know how to act. That's why I think from now on, we need to like, I don't know, maybe a, uh, an MMA fight or something instead of debates. The one that's actually able to stand afterwards wins. We, we get to vote who gets to go into the ring and the last one, they win. Those are the people we need to be sending up there. The ones that are going to be real fighters and not only real fighters, because I know that a lot of people have called Matt Gates. Oh my God, he's a fighter. Yeah, but you can fight. But if you don't win because you didn't put anything into the effort, did you? Are you really that much of a fighter for the good, or are you just standing there to make noise so that you look good for when you decide to run for governor? There's nobody out there that is really truly fighting and bringing solutions. We need to see more of it up there. It's it's just it's getting bad. Two three three ninety nine ninety eight is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Well, here's another idea. When there's three or more nominees, three or more going, vying for a political party nomination, give each of them a stun gun, and the last one standing gets a nomination. You're right. Something. I mean, we, we need a test of toughness, you know, and, and not just words. Because I, I hate a good speech that comes out there, and they say some things, and you look at them and go, oh, yeah, he's going to be good. We want to see something. We want cojones. We need to see the cojones, uh, you know, and we need to see people. Good. How many do we see these days that have a track record to back up what they're saying? Anymore, I just look and think, cute speech, but deeds, not words. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the Matt Gates situation is a perfect example of that. You know, he came into this strong about getting Kevin McCarthy in there. You know, hey, here's all the things we want. Not one time between the time that he stood up and said, Kevin McCarthy's got to go, and the time that we got Kevin McCarthy in there, 
did he actually put forth legislation for any of the things that he said was so important that we had to do this? Not once. So it's like that's the type of stuff we can't have. We can't just have somebody out there making noise. I want to see effort. Even if every single effort that he did failed, at least you could be, hey, I was making the effort, but these idiots weren't playing along. You don't even see that. It's disappointing. Absolutely. And he, to me, he acted a lot like a spoiled child with a soiled diaper that didn't get what he was wanting. So yeah. He had to, or like that, that guy who will go, come on board your boat and then wreck it because he can't be the captain. Yeah, exactly. You know, but the whole thing with Matt, though, he was only doing it because he's going to be running for governor in 2026. So he's got to bring up his street cred a little bit. But you know what? Uh, I think people like you and I, the average people that are going to be voting, um, while, yes, we want that fighter, we want somebody who's going to fight for us, we also want results, and we're not seeing it. So you can sit there the more, and, and the say all that you Matt want. Gets, but The more I think, the more I see him, Matt gets, the more I think he's just, he's only in it for himself. Like He is. Well, the vast majority of politicians. Yeah. I mean, you know, he. It's he, me, me, unless uh, nothing happens unless I get my cut. Exactly. And one of the things with him is that he is a, he's a good talker, and he's a good debater. But the problem is, there's not enough people to, to put him in his place and say, stop. Where's your actions? You're going to sit here with all these pretty words and you're going to say all this stuff and come out like a big fighter. Like every time he does the Tim cast, uh, the Tim Pool Tim cast uh, podcast thing that he does, you know, he gets out there and he acts all tough, shows up in his, you know, grunt style T-shirt and he drops a couple F-bombs and this and that. It's like, all right, that's impressive. You're trying to act like a big, strong guy. But again, what have you achieved? What have you done to improve the lives of Americans other than bitch and whine and cry? Nothing. So... I hope Floridians pay attention to that when he does run for for governor because he hasn't done anything. He's, he's been uh, he's been the essential politician. It's me 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 first me first. Uh, yep. well, uh, nothing happens unless I get my cut. Like yep. I said earlier. Yep, that is true. And uh, we need to get away from that type of politician. We need to get some some serious people in there that are actually going to do some work because uh, this country <laughs> we're in some trouble. Hey man, we're up against our break. Thanks so much for the call. I All do right. appreciate. Have a fantastic day. Uh, hey, um, heating time, you probably already turned your heat on and you went, oh God, you probably should have thought of this before, but it's never too late. You can still get it done. Barino heating and air conditioning. They can help you out with getting all of your ducks cleaned out. Get your ducks in a row, uh, with Barino heating and air conditioning, get them all cleaned out, get all that dust out of there, get your system all cleaned up, get it ready for the cold spells that we're going to have this winter. And they can do all kinds of stuff, too, in addition to just the duct cleaning. They can do some duct repair for you. They can do system repairs, uh, system upgrades. They can even do replacements. Take the whole thing out and do that. And the dryer vent cleaning. How many times have I said this? You can burn your house down with a, with a dirty, clogged-up dryer vent. They can help clean that out for you, and they do so much more. And they'll also help you out with making you a priority and saving you a lot of money. With the Total Comfort program. Starts out with that 28-point inspection, and then from there, goes on with all the discounts that other companies just can't match. And they can also help you out with a one-time tune-up as well. And they handle both commercial and residential, so they've got you covered at Bairdo Heating and Air Conditioning. When you're looking for top-of-the-line technology, customer service beyond expectations, and decades of service and experience and knowledge. Any day, anytime, anywhere, Bairdo is here to help you rain or shine. Check them out at BairdoAC.com or give them a call at 850-660-5001. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We will be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning.
a proud member of Team Knock It Off. Let your voice be heard. 233-9988. The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and thanks so much for listening today. This happens just as I come back on the air. The vet is calling about Charlie. I'll have to call him back here in a second. Anyhow, um, tomorrow on the show, Congressman Neil Dunn is going to be joining us from Washington. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time with him during the 7 o'clock hour to, uh, to get some updates on things that are going on up there in D.C., including uh, the budgeting. Ah, oh, I screwed it up again. I keep using that B word. My bad. The spending plan. To see where we are with that. Of course, the other thing that uh, is becoming a rivalry up there is the fact that uh, Mike Johnson and the Republicans do not want to combine the funding for Ukraine, which at this point, come on, how much more of this can we do? Along with the, the funding for Israel, which the Democrats want combined and Joe Biden wants it combined. And of course, wants probably more to go to Ukraine because it gets money back. But it'll be interesting to see how the process is going because we're down to just two weeks. We have two weeks left before the government actually shuts down again. And it seems like every time we turn around, we're going down this exact same road. Exact same road. I'm so tired of it. And of course, we constantly get the continuing resolutions, which we don't need. So I hope that, uh, that we are closer and closer to getting things done uh, under Mike Johnson because he's got an uphill battle. He really does. In order to get things straightened out and to, to gain some road for the Republicans, he has got a lot to do. And he doesn't have a lot of time to do it. So he's going to have to make some noise. And of course, the Democrats now are on the, the rampage when it comes to Mike Johnson. Got to attack him like crazy. He's the, the, he's the architect of January 6th. He's a horrible person. He's bad. We shouldn't have him. And then we turn around and we get, you know, the directive from the White House about how, oh, we need to have a, a national, uh, you know, concern about Islamophobia. No, what we need to do is everybody needs to shut the hell up and get some work done. Stop with all this hatred. Stop with all this back and forth. Get along, get the job done, and go home, which is what I'm about to do. I got to go. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is on the way next. Have yourself a fantastic day. Stay nice and warm today. We'll do it all again tomorrow, 0500. Till then, see you later. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.